This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Hello, welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. My name's Anna Hawkin, and I'm your host and part of the team here at Parenting for Faith. This is episode five of season six, and we're going to be talking today all about recognising and sharing emotions. I'm talking to Dave Hill, who is the founder of HeartSmart and also uh, in charge of Bethel Kids over in the US. So this uh, interview was recorded on the other side of the world uh, while he was in a car park. Uh, but I was just so grateful for his time. Such a wise man, so much wisdom and experience. And I hadn't come across the HeartSmart stuff before. And I think it's brilliant. Too much selfie isn't healthy is my favourite. Uh, we will put a link to the HeartSmart stuff. So if that just confused you, you will everything will be revealed in just a moment. Uh, but before we go over and talk to Dave, just a reminder of some things coming up. We are hosting an online babies and toddlers course. It kicks off on the 13th of June. There's still time to sign up for that. So you can sign up as a church group, toddler group, group of friends. Um, or if you are a dad or a mail carrier, we've got a mail carrier, a mail carer. I don't know what a carrier would even be. But if you're a mail carer and we've got a mail only group facilitated by the wonderful Ian Nash, uh, we know sometimes the conversation can feel all about the mums and all about the ladies. And so we wanted a mail only safe space. So if you're a dad on your own or you know a dad on your own with an under five, um, get them to sign up for that. Um, and just to say, too, if you're a leader, we've got a lunch with leaders on supporting grandparents and equipping grandparents on the 24th of May. We'll pop a link to that in the show notes as well. Um, you're really welcome. We love grandparents. We are seeing God do so much through them. Parenting for Faith has a book coming out next year all about grandparenting for faith. Uh, and we've been connecting with loads of other organisations and things behind the scenes. So we love grandparents. If you do, too, come and join us for lunch with leaders on the 24th of May. But let's go over now to a parking lot in America to talk to Dave Hill all about sharing and recognising emotions. So I am hugely honoured to be joined by Dave Hill on the other side of the world, sat in a car park, I think. Uh, this is the first car interview we've had for a little while. <laughs> a parking lot. Yes, sorry. He's in, he's in America, so he's got all the language here. Dave, I am so thrilled that you've made time to be with us. Thank you so much. Um, can you start off just telling us a bit about you, who you are, what you do? Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's, it's, I'm, I'm uh, honoured and um, it's great to hear um, how English is supposed to sound again. It's nice to, nice to kind of <laughs> be. Um, I have uh, one wife um, and two kids, uh, a dog and two cats, and we live here in Northern California uh, and um I, I do a couple of things. One is I've created a curriculum for schools. We're in lots of, uh, in probably around 300 um, UK schools um, and uh, quite a few US schools, even a few in Australia. And it's a curriculum that helps. And uh, we call it a social emotional learning curriculum or a relationship and health education kind of guidelines. That's kind of UK language. Um, and it basically just helps children uh love themselves and love others, receive love. Um, and in Church of England schools and in faith-based schools, we can say um, actually to love God too. So we can, we can, we can talk about that, but not, not all schools, especially schools over here um, in the US, we can't say that. And um, mm. so that's HeartSmart. I have a, I, I can tell you a bit about HeartSmart in a bit, but um, I also 
with my other hat, I'm the children's pastor of a large church um, out here in Reading called Bethel. And so I've uh, it's I've been a children's pastor in the UK a few times, and it's it's very different here. There's large, there's a huge number of team that I get to kind of hang out with, and they um, they keep me young. Um, I'm 45 now, and they um, and they just have loads of incredible creative ideas, and we get to kind of pastor a whole lot of kids, but also resource a whole lot of children's pastors from around the world. It's kind of a church which has got significant reach, so it's really kind of I'm I'm passionate about both things, and I'm just I love what you're doing. I love that you're helping get alongside parents equipping them in this journey of how to raise their kids um, with great connection with each other, but also to impress um, their love for God upon their kids' hearts. So I just, I love what you're doing. Thank you. Uh, the feeling is very mutual, I assure you. Uh, so that's great. So uh, in this season, we're looking at things a little bit differently and starting by asking what we can learn from the kids and young people in our lives. Um, so slightly left field question to start with, but I just wanted to ask you, um, what have you learned from children and young people about recognising and sharing emotions? Mm, so good. I think, um, you know, the word education comes from the word educe, which means to draw out. And so it actually also means to lead out. And so the there's kind of these two ideas. One is that you're you're leading kids. You've got something to tell kids, to show kids. This is what a good decision looks like, what a bad decision looks like. Um, there's lots that you can, we kind of often think of that as part of working alongside kids. But that other meaning that I just, I mentioned at first to draw out means that you believe there's something of, of incredible potential inside the child that actually they might be coming with a message. You know, as a children's pastor, you might have prepared a message, but you have to recognize that those children coming in the room also have a message. And, um, and that's right at the heart of education. And sometimes mm. we, we think more about what can we put in rather than what can we draw out. And, um, and so I think I'm always amazed um stopped in my tracks when i realized oh this child has something incredible to show us you know that um that this there's, there's something inside them what can we learn about emotions i mean i think i have um two two girls as i mentioned they're 11 and 13 they're they they don't hold back with feedback and um <laughs> I've i'm uh, I've learned i'm probably a little bit um uh older than i than i thought i was i can't dance quite as well as i thought i could but they're um they they definitely keep me honest i think there's one thing which is right at the forefront of my of my mind is this idea of love and truth they work together they travel together and so um i think we currently live in a world where love and truth are almost separated and therefore love isn't really love and I, and I can't really handle the idea that you might have a different opinion from me and so I think that's something which I'm really keen in my dialogues with my, my kids is that love and truth go together so therefore I'll let you know how I'm experiencing you um, and but you'll let me know how you're experiencing me too and so um, I think other than anything else I would just say it's always meant to be dialogue it was never meant to be monologue mm, that's so good so helpful. And yeah, I, I think it's interesting how you've pulled those things to get together, truth and love, because, uh, sorry, I'm just going to say it. I was debating whether to say it or not, but you know, it's a really misused Christian verse where people say, oh, I'm speaking the truth in love. And actually that can just be a cover for, I'm telling you what I really think. And it's not very nice. Um, but if we <laughs> yeah. really go back to what those things are, what it means to really love people and put them first, but to be truthful in that, um, not mm. to lie, you know, that's that's really powerful stuff. Yeah, interesting. I think and we, you... I mean, culture is very polarised and ultimately what that is is we don't know how really to be with people that don't think the same as us, don't act the same as us. And that's and we find that in the church. That's 
what denominationalism is you know we oh we, we hang around with people that we agree the same whereas in families it's not like that is it in families you you hang around because you're connected and so uh, certainly no one in my family agrees with me it seems or with each <laughs> other and so we have to learn how we get to be together with people that don't necessarily look like us often we 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 meet someone and we really like them we go oh you really remind me of someone i like who is it oh you remind me of me and we don't know how to be with people that aren't that are maybe slightly different and so i think that's something which i see is a kind of something really to talk about with kids and to help quick kids to it's um it's okay to not be the same and actually diversity is very much part of god's heart mm. and that's something that you've touched upon with heart smart and with the heart smart principles i'd love to hear a little bit about how you ended up creating that uh, and a bit of an mm. overview of what it is yeah it's well i'll um so that there's three there's five key uh principles um in heart smart funny enough in the US, um, they call head teachers principles. And so mm-hmm. I've ended up sometimes called five heart smart values. But yeah, it's nice. Oh, I see. Some principles again, which is what I always started with. But um, the first one is don't forget to let love in. And so it's just this understanding that true resilience, true emotional health comes with us actually receiving something we haven't got. We need something, you know. Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit. We think of like blessed are the resilient. Actually, Jesus is saying blessed are the unresilient. For theirs of the kingdom of heaven. So it's just this idea of actually realizing we haven't got it all together. Instagram is, isn't telling the truth about that. You got it. You got it. No, you haven't necessarily got it. Actually, we all need to receive something we haven't got. And that is love. And, and we know that God is love. That is God. And so um, this first value, this first principle is all about building a compassionate internal dialogue. Who are you listening to? Mm. The first key character in HeartSmart is this character called Boris the Robot. And he's made from trash. And he sometimes listens to the scrap man who says, you know, Boris, you've been made from trash. Everything about you was once thrown away. You should be thrown away. But he's got this other voice in his head, which is the voice of the father and the kids that made him. And they say, Boris, you have been made from trash, but um, you're not trash. You're recycled. You're incredibly important. We love you. And so he's got this choice. Who does he listen to? And um, that's where I think resilience starts. We listen to the father of truth or the father Mm -hmm. of lies. We listen. The, the father of love or the father of the absence of love which is fear <clears throat> and so this is a very real dialogue going on in the hearts of kids and it's heart smart is in its essence a character building resource and character isn't a list of virtues it's it starts with who are we actually listening to it starts with um who have we received because without partnering with the spirit of love without partnering with jesus we haven't got it and so <clears throat> that's that's kind of the heart of heart smart is how do we help children align the other four values, I'll just quickly say them. Too much selfie isn't healthy. That's the idea that other kids Love are important. That. That's, the one I, that's the one that's stuck in my head, I have to say. <laughs> so funny. Yes, my kids tell me that, unfortunately, now. So they, 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 <laughs> um, the next one is don't hold on to what's wrong. The idea that resentment um, is like drinking poison and hoping it will hurt the other person. Actually, forgiveness is a gift for us. Fake is a mistake. This idea of love and truth going together. Also, understanding that you don't have to pretend to be something that you're not. You're enough as you are. You're accepted and loved as you are. We'd have to be fake. We live in a world where we're going to have heavily edited social media profiles. And getting affirmation for that isn't really true affirmation if that isn't really who you are. And because we've just presented something which isn't really ourselves. So understanding you don't need to be fake. And then the last one is no way through isn't true. That there's always a way through um, that actually love gives birth to hope. Um and that what seems impossible is possible with God. So all of this it came from me thinking, how do we how do we get 
God into schools when you can't talk about God. Yeah. Now, amazing. In the UK, you can. In lots of schools, 25%, 26% of primary schools are Church of England in England. And, um, but there's many schools where you can't. And so how do we, how do we get as close to that as possible? And so we, I kind of spent a year in 1 Corinthians 13. And, and, and these five, the hearts my high five I've kind of run through are basically just modern day versions of um, what the definition of love is, you know. Love is patient, love is kind, don't forget to let love in. Um, love doesn't boast, it isn't proud, too much selfie, isn't healthy. It keeps no record of wrongs, uh, don't hold on to what's wrong. It rejoices in the truth, um, fake is a mistake. The love never fails, it always protects, always trusts. And so that, of course, there's no way through, isn't true. It's, it's just a modern day extrapolation of what it actually looks like to partner with love because there's this wrestle in the hearts of every human, in the hearts of every child, are you going to partner with love, partner with God, those who live in love live in god and god lives in them says in one john four and so how do you help children partner with love you have to give it give it a definition give it give it a target give them a target to hit this is what love looks like and that's what the heart smart i5 are it's so helpful i just love it it's really memorable and just yeah really creative way of getting that that one corinthians 13 in, into a way that helps people i mean oh, these are created for kids right but I'm, you know, I hear something like that. Let's take too much selfie isn't healthy. And I think, wow, I feel convicted. I feel convicted by all of them, actually. Mm -hmm. It makes me think, hmm, okay, how could I use these? Do you mm -hmm. get that feedback? Do you get parents and adults saying, ooh, interesting, this, you know, maybe yeah. this is for me as well? Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think this is, this, and I think it's for me. I actually wonder if this whole thing is just a giant therapy session for myself to remind <laughs> myself what I should be living in I, I'm totally we do a lot of staff professional development in schools and and at the end of it teachers go oh I forgot that was for the kids that was thank you that was for me and um you know these are it's definitely these are values for life mm. and um this this came out of a journey my my wife we moved when we moved to Manchester my wife Jules um it was we moved to a beautiful community in Manchester which is very different from a community where we were so seen and known although we were seen and known in this new community in Manchester. It was like a, just a perfect storm of just a few things with the demands of young kids. And I was juggling a couple of different jobs. I was working as a children's pastor there. Um, she began to unravel, had a breakdown. And um, it was, the Lord was bringing to light some things that she hadn't really believed. And she had to fight for truth, which was really her fighting to believe that God was with her, which meant she was fighting for love. And so I saw her kind of fight truths, both through CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, but also compassion focused therapy, the idea of receiving love. And so I saw her fighting for these truths. So I always say that Heart Smart is dedicated to an eight year old, Jules. And um, yeah, but you know, she's still fighting for them. And so am I. That's, that's it. That's part mm. of what it means to be human. It's so easy to think that actually, oh, I just, I didn't realize it, but I flipped into thinking God wasn't with me or forgetting that God was powerful and forgetting who God was and forgetting that actually he really does love me. And, I forgot that actually to build this relationship deeper, I don't need to be fake. I actually need to be vulnerable. The mm. vulnerability is a kind of, of true friendship and true connection. So I think it's, it's very real, a very real battle and for all humans. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm really uh, honoured that you've opened up about that because I think it's relevant for an awful lot of us, you know, to different degrees at different points in our life, but it's so hard to keep that in mind and and kind of work with those things i'm interested you know these principles all require a certain level of 
self-awareness, I guess. You're encouraging children to pause and recognise, you know, what they're feeling. For example, are they being resentful? Are they holding on to something? Are they being too focused on themselves? Are they, you know, uh, lots of different things there. Do you think they find that difficult? And what benefits do you see from them starting to be a bit more aware of recognising their own emotions and uh, things that they've Mm. got going on? Well, great question. I think um, I think it's so important to teach self awareness, and I think <clears throat> one of the ways we can do it as parents. There's an amazing book actually called "How to Talk So Your Children Will Listen and Listen So Your Children Will Talk." And I'm halfway um, through it, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. It, it, I agree. It's so good, and it's um, and for anyone listening, all you have to do is Google "How to Talk So Your," and then the rest of it comes up, doesn't it? Because it's got it has sold so many copies. Yeah. But it's um, I actually. Partly because it's even if you're you know busy and you're a young mum or dad, there's comic strips in it, so you can just read the comic strips and you get kind of a quick overview. But that that does teach um, parenting, that coaches parents in teaching self awareness. I think because it just um, you're stopping to listen and um, reflect back to the kid. You know, a kid might come and, and say, uh, "The teacher shouted at me today," and and we'll and our natural response as a parent usually is like, oh, "What on earth did you do wrong?" rather mm. than to sit in with the child. And and ultimately they don't, or maybe they've come with a problem and I'll, and we, we kind of slip straight into that. Oh, okay, I get it. You've come to me for an answer and I'm here. I'm a super mum, a super dad. I can do the answer. And actually we, we miss, we bypass this beautiful moment of empathy and connection. Mm. And in that moment of empathy and connection, oh, bless you, you must have felt embarrassed as the teacher shouted at you. Before we come on to, I mean, no doubt about it, we'd want to know why the teacher did shout. So I'm not saying we don't have that bit of the conversation. But just to bypass what is a significant connection moment um, is to our detriment and to the detriment of the connection. But what it does for the kid is you're modeling a sitting in the moment. Mm. A kind of, are you, because if, if the child wasn't embarrassed and they were just angry, they'd correct you. But at least you're, at least you're giving them a moment to be able to, to recognize how they feel. So I think I found that book incredibly helpful in just teaching connection moments. But I, I think it's possible to do that even from a young age. Children come to us with a question, but they don't necessarily need us to answer it. They just need to know that, that that we're with them as they answer it. And so kind of reflecting back to them, well, oh, what are you going to do? What are we going to do? What shall we do? It's just very helpful questions that kind of um, kind of draw out um, a habit and a practice of self-awareness, which ultimately has to be modeled in order for a child to learn it. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's that was the real challenge for me as a parent is Actually, it requires both some control for me as a parent to pause and not jump straight in with that question. Um, But actually to stop and say, okay, what are the emotions that are going on here? I think one of the examples it gives is, um, you know, if you've messed up, you've done something wrong. Is that the moment where you want someone to lecture you and uh, say, well, why did you do that? You could have done this. No, that's like disaster. And yet I do that to my kids all the time. That's my, you know, default response is to jump in (laughs) with that. And just to pause, to take a deep breath and dig a bit more into the emotions, to name some of those emotions, to help them get better at naming emotions can be really powerful. I'm interested, we're, we're running out of time, but I do want to squeeze one more thing out of you, which is just, yeah. um, you're obviously using this, as you said, in schools. So in a, um, uh, a context that's not specifically connecting kids to God, though actually what you've done is really mm-hmm. clever. As you say, you've brought God into schools. 
How do you think this is different um, for children, young people who do have a relationship with God, who have a connection with him? Um, How does kind of being aware of some of those things and sharing them with him and that being part of their relationship make a difference? Mm. I mean, this is all about really how we, we might know that God loves us, but we might not live like we know God loves us. And mm. so this is like who discipleship is. It's um, We can so quickly go to like the, the virtues and the fruit, as I mentioned, but it is relationship. <clears throat> we say that Christianity is a relationship. We don't often live like it. And so um, this is a, those who live in love, live in God, as I've already mentioned. So how do we help children live in love, live in God? And um, how do we kind of bring that? How do we help them? I mean, the idea of just the idea of discipleship happening apart from love is is a it doesn't it doesn't work like that. That's just not what it does. You know, there's that time. I think I I should have read this before this before saying this. Um, it's been a while, but I think it's James and John. It's definitely two of the disciples. It sounds like it's Simon, but I think it's James and John. And they are and Jesus is rejected from the um, Samaritan village, and they say, "Would you like us to call down fire?" on them just like elijah did you know just like back in the day when elijah called down fire on the on those young men and um jesus's response in the in the new king james version he says um you don't know the spirit that you're of and it's just this this interesting thing we never arrive we're never like i am a good person i am a bad person it's not it's just that what spirit are we aligned with at that point and it's crazy that we can actually Christians can align with the spirit of love or with the spirit of fear. We can align at any point with either of those spirits. We can align with Jesus or we can not align with Jesus. And mm. so it's just interesting that that is always an option to us. And um, this is what discipleship is, is that we actually align with Jesus. So what does that look like? Well, it looks like loving the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, all your mind. And it also looks like loving your neighbor as yourself. And that's what these values are. They're... Um, they're being aware that actually this is a yeah. How do you give a yes in your heart? And that looks like loving God and loving your neighbor. And that's what I would say the heart's my high five. Are. That is what love looks like. Um, even John, you know, he says, look, how we test whether the spirit is from God or if it's the Antichrist spirit. Are you ready? He says, love one another. <laughs> that's kind of yeah. it. And so if you, can, if you can love your brother and sister who you see, then you can love God who you don't see. And so this is what discipleship looks like. I love it. When you explain it like that, it sounds so simple and so doable. And actually it is. You know, the core of it, it just being about love is really key, but how how much we've lost that. Dave, thank you so much. This has been so helpful. I know there are people who are going to want to go and find uh, the HeartSmart resources and find out more about HeartSmart now. Uh, where's the best place for them to do that? Yeah. Oh, thank you for asking. It's heartsmarttv.com. Mm-hmm. Um, Fantastic. I, as I've learned to the us it's heartsmarttv.com but i think i can say it properly here because <laughs> well we do have global listeners but thank you oh. for uh for helping helping the uk listener there we will post a link in the show notes if you didn't stand, understand either of dave's accents there um i think we can direct you there uh, it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much thank you And as usual, we like to end our podcast with a question to spark an interesting conversation. This week's question is, which HeartSmart value stands out to you? Now, if you don't know what they are, you are going to have to look them up. The link will be in the show notes. There's five of them. They're different colours. They're very catchy. Um, So I hope that starts an interesting conversation in your household. 
As usual, uh, we love creating these resources for you, uh, but it takes time and effort and energy and money. And if you would like to be a part of paying it forward and making these resources available to other people, we'd love to invite you to become a friend of Parenting for Faith. Uh, So that's a gift of £2 a month or more than that, if you're able to give more. um, That really just helps us to keep creating this podcast, keep uh, creating resources like the grandparenting ones and the courses and making those available Uh, So, yeah, we'd love you to stand with us on that. The link is available in the show notes or you can go onto our website and hit the donate button. Have a great week. Bye. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight session course to get in touch or to find out about training and events near you.